Ken Bostrom Ministries. Beginning January 2018, Ken Bostrom Ministries engaged in a whole new assignment by entering the airwaves of the world. Don't miss Ken and Mary Bostrom Ministries Live. Ken Bostrom Ministries. Now reaching 195 nations through television and shortwave radio, we have been given a mandate to reach the lost, teach the found, and preach the word by changing lives with the word of God to become united in his purpose. Ken Bostrom Ministries. Welcome to uh, United in His Purpose uh, broadcast. This is a the media portion of Ken Boston Ministries. We want to thank all of your, our partners for making it possible to be on television, on YouTube, on shortwave radio around the world. And uh, today I've got something really special for you. I want to talk to you about the gift of Sabbath. And, you know, I, I can almost feel you cringing. You know, it's like, it's like teaching you have to tithe or you have to keep the Sabbath. Uh, that is so wrong. That is so wrong. That's why people don't want anything to do with the Sabbath or, or the tithe, because there was too many regulations put on it. You know, the, uh, let me tell you um, a story. Uh, last night I got home and I was really tired. I made supper for my husband before I went into my office and worked. And I sat down for half an hour and watched Andy Griffith with my husband. And it just happened to be, and I, I was so excited because I, I said, this is perfect for my message. Uh, it was about a, a businessman whose car broke down two miles outside of uh, Mayberry. And uh, he walked into town because there was no traffic. When he walked into town, he came to the church and everybody was coming out of the church. And he said, my car broke down and it, and, of course, Andy is a sheriff, helped him, uh, you know, took him. He's well, you know, there's nobody working today. And um, he finally got Goober and Gomer and all that, you know, to, to get his car in and get it fixed. And he was just frustrated because he had things to do. He had to get to Charlotte. He had to have the car fixed right now. And he, he could not understand taking a day off and not working. And uh, it, it was just a, a fun show. And by, by, the, by the time they got his car fixed, Goober finally did it out of the you know, goodness of his heart, uh, fixed his car. There was hardly anything wrong with it. And uh, then the man didn't want to go home. He, all of a sudden he said, no, I think I just need to stay. And at the end of the show, he had fallen asleep on the porch of Andy Griffith's home. Uh, because he settled in to enjoy the gift of Sabbath. You know, Sabbath, uh, a lot of people think it's a commandment. You have to do it, you know, and, and that's not the way God intended it. God intended it as a gift to his people. And um, Garrison Keillor, I don't know if you remember Garrison Keillor, uh, had a radio show, and 
and just really took people back into the common sense and uh, world. And he said, Sunday feels odd without church in the morning. It's a time of the week we take our bearings, and if we miss it, we're just following our noses. And so Sabbath is a gift. It, it's not forced on you. God doesn't force you to do it. Um, we have to receive it as a gift, and it's a lost gift, really. It really is a lost gift. It's, it's like an inheritance that you forgot about, and it's lost. You don't know where it is. You've never enjoyed that inheritance. And um, we, it's not a command. It's not a burden. It's not negative. It's, it, it has become legalistic, and that's not God's choice. And uh, so we're going to talk today about entering in God's rest. And really, it didn't start in, in Exodus chapter 20 with the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment says, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Keep it separate. Be different than any of the, of the other days. And uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But let's look at where it was first placed in the Bible was actually in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. He wasn't tired. He was finished. And he rested. That word in Hebrew, and he rested, Shabbat. And it means to cease and to rest. He rested on the seventh day from his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because in it, he rested from all his work, which God had created him and made. And so basically, it's a rest. It's, 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 it is a rest, and there's yearly, you know, in, on the Jewish calendar, on God's calendar, really, I call it God's calendar, because the Jewish people just were uh, uh, commanded to keep it, uh, keep it accurate. Um, there are weekly, weekly cycles of, of work, and then there's weekly cycles of rest, and that's the weekly Shabbat. The Jewish people have it on uh, it starts at sundown on Friday night, and it goes to sundown on Saturday night. And that comes from the beginning of creation. In creation, uh, they started, uh, God said, and it was evening, and it was morning, and it was the first day. It was evening, and it was morning the second day. So God taught them to start their day in the evening. So you come rest, and then you work, and then you rest. And so really... Um, the rest actually is coming before the work. I thought that was kind of interesting. But then they have yearly cycles of, of Sabbaths. And so, uh, for instance, there's seven feasts of the Lord. Those are, are rest days they, that you don't, um, you don't work on those days. And then you have monthly cycles of Shabbat, which is the first of the month. Uh, on the first of the month, that was a Sabbath. And so they had... Okay, weekly 52. Then you add at a minimum of seven days of feast days. That's 59. And then you have uh, monthly, so you add another 12. They had many days that were given to them by God to rest. You know, when they were in, um, when they were in the wilderness, they, they, were in, um, they were in a cycle of learning how to trust God. And so manna would fall, 
for six days. On the sixth day, they had double. And then on the, on the seventh day, no manna fell because they, were not, they didn't have to go out and work to pick it up. And so that for 40 years, God taught them that he, he will take care of them on that seventh day, that they don't have to work, that God's going to take care of them. And, you know, doctors even today have found out that they have proven that your body cycles every seven days. And if you work it on that seventh day, you're actually working twice as hard and you're shortening your life. And so uh, we need to look at the Shabbat a little bit different. You know, we had the war eagles on here and... Um, we had the war eagles on here, and, and they talked about the, the Sabbath, that they're Sabbath keepers, that they hadn't always been Sabbath keepers, but God spoke to them about keeping the Sabbath. And once they started keeping the Sabbath, they said they will never go without keeping the Sabbath because they uh, got so much more power in their prayers when they keep the Sabbath. Well, that, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And uh, so, I, you know, from having the War Eagles here and Jean McGowan and Pam Notasign, um, we, I have a lot of people asking me, well, how do you keep the Sabbath? Because that is so lost in our society. And so I'm going to talk about that today uh, because it is not a burden it's nothing negative. It, it's, it is a gift from God. Now, Ezekiel uh, 2012, and also my Sabbath, God, this is God speaking, my rest days, I have given them to you. See, it's a gift. I have my rest, I have given to you to be a sign between me and them to know that I am Jehovah that I'm a sanctifier. I set them apart from everyone else. And then when we come to Mark 2.27, now this is in the New Testament. This is not Old Testament law. Uh, Mark 2.27, then Jesus said, the Sabbath was made to serve us. We weren't made to serve the Sabbath. The Son of Man is no lackey to the Sabbath. He's in charge. Oh, that's a passion translation. I want to read to you from the voice translation. You know, because we were so used to reading King James or New King James, and sometimes just hearing it with a different voice. And this is a, a the um, version I like to use a lot. It's called the voice. Mark 2.27. The, the Sabbath was made for the needs of human beings. It was made to meet our needs and not the other way around. We weren't need to meet the meet, meet the needs of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made to meet our human needs. Our human, it's not for our spirit, it's for our body, it's for our soul. You know, there, there's a, a great book by uh, Robert, Dr. Reidler, Robert Heidler of uh, Glory of Zion. And he wrote, he had some, uh, an understanding of entering God's rest. And he said, when God told him to, he wanted him to honor the Sabbath, when God spoke, it was for his good. 
Now, Robert Heidler had a little trouble. He, he had trouble trying to figure out how am I going to do, and I have way too much work to do in seven days. How am I going to take one whole day off and rest? And he said, once I started doing it, he said, I will never stop doing it. He gets more done on six days than he did seven. Another thing, Chick-fil-A, actually, they're Sabbath keepers. They, they keep Sunday as their Sabbath, uh, not the Jewish Sabbath, but they keep the Christian Sabbath on Sunday because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week. And um, they are number three in the United States for restaurants, number three. And they don't have to work seven days. They work six days, and they raise the number three. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it, um, in Robert Heidler's book on page 86, it says, Wayne Mueller describes the uh, modern lifestyle this way, and this is from U.S. Week, uh, Weekend News of 1999. He said, the, the more our lives speed up, the more we fear, feel weary and overwhelmed and lost. Despite our good hearts and equally good intentions, our life and work rarely feel light, pleasant, and healing. Instead, all of it piles endlessly upon itself. The whole experience of being alive begins to melt into one enormous, enormous obligation to be unavailable to our friends and family, to be unable to find time for a sunset or even to know that the sun has to set it all, to whiz through our obligations without time for a single mindful breath. This has become a model of a successful life. This has become a model of a successful life. And that's not the way God intended it. People are just frustrated. They're, they're just wearing out. Pe young people are wearing out. And when God called uh, Moses up to Mount Sinai to give him the Ten Commandments, when he gave him the fourth commandment to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, it didn't mean holy, holy, holy. It means keep it separate from the other days. Keep it different from the other days. If you look at it this way, remember the rest day. Remember the day of, of rest. It's good for you. And keep it separate than everybody else, everything else. And you know what? When God gave Moses that, ten, that fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments, it was to protect the gift. Because the Ten Commandments, the, uh, the Shabbat, is a gift. And God wants you to keep that gift. He wants you to keep it separate. He wants you to protect that gift. And so it's not a civil law. It's not a ceremonial law, but it's a moral law. It's one that is like, like do not kill. It's like do not steal, do not commit adultery. That's a moral law. And of the uh, 613 commandments that, that God gave to Moses, uh, this is a positive commandment. This isn't a negative commandment. It's not a do not. It's remember the rest day. Remember, it's a gift I'm giving you of the rest of Shabbat. Um, Colossians 2.16. 
Uh, therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or respect to the festival or the new moon or the Sabbath day. Now, that's in the New American Standard Bible. Now, it doesn't say don't keep the Sabbath. It says don't judge how other people keep their Sabbath. So let's take, for instance, a policeman, a doctor. They're working on Sunday. They have no choice. They have no choice. But you know what? They can pick a day. They can pick a day, and they can rest. How about uh, the Jewish people? Are they wrong because they're not taking the are, – are we going to judge them because they take their Sabbath, uh, Shabbat, on Saturday, and we take it on Sunday? Or maybe um, – Maybe we're going to uh, judge the Muslims because they picked the Friday or we're going to come after the Seventh-day Advocates because they're Christian, but yet they want, they said we legalistic, we have to celebrate the Sabbath. See, you're getting into legalism there. You're getting into absolute legalism there. And, and when it says a Sabbath day, I thought that was kind of interesting. A Sabbath day, don't judge them by a Sabbath day. Don't judge them if... You know, when there was a time when, when my husband was not doing very good in his business, and God spoke to me and said, I want you to have Rosh Kodesh meetings. And I'm obedient, but I, I was ignorant of what's a Rosh Kodesh meeting, God. And so he started telling me, Rosh Kodesh is the first day of every Hebrew month with the new moon. And back in the Old Testament, they would give their first offering. They would give their first praise. They'd hear a first word from a prophet. And, and so I did that out of obedience. And, you know, within a couple months, his sales were absolutely astounding. And at the end of the year, he was like second in, in his business for sales. And it was just out of obedience. Sometimes God's going to ask you to do something, and it's not for your, it's not like, oh, I have to do it. I have to take out the garbage or something like that. You know, it's like, no, he, it's for your good. And one thing he gave us is a Sabbath. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's, it's a Sabbath is the gift. Uh, you know, if you can get a mind change on that, you know, uh, we were at, um, you know, after, sitting in a workshop with the War Eagles and hearing all the benefits about keeping the Sabbath, I told Ken, I said, you know, I'm really convicted. I, I really believe that God wants me to keep the Sabbath. And Ken says, I don't know about that. And so the next day we went to early church and we came home and, and uh, somebody had asked us to go to, to Olive Garden after dinner and I said, you know, I was just at a workshop yesterday, and the Lord really convicted me that he wants me to start keeping the Sabbath. And I said, okay, and my, my husband goes like, what? <laughs> you know, because he loves, to, he loves to visit with people. He, you know, to, for him, uh, sitting across the, the, uh, in a restaurant or something, it's like a party to him. He loves people. And, um, and so I went home and made him breakfast. Then we sat down and we watched John Kilpatrick because he was in Beaumont and we, we wanted to see him. And you know what? Both of us fell asleep watching John Kilpatrick. There was so much peace in the house. We both fell asleep. And it's like, oh my gosh, I fell asleep. And, and so then uh, later on, he wanted to take a drive out to the dike and we sat there and we watched the water and the dolphins, there was a mama dolphin with the babies, and it was just so much fun. And he says, 
well, how about getting an ice cream cone on the way home? And I said, uh, we have ice cream at home. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was the most peaceful day I have ever had. Uh, we didn't go out and work, and we didn't make anybody else work to serve us. And, uh, but you know, a lot, a lot of people think Sabbath, okay, that's the day that you go to church. It has to be Sabbath for me to go to church. Uh, we're not underneath that rule. We can worship the Lord anytime we want. We can take communion anytime we want. We've been made kings and priests unto the Most High God in, in Revelation chapter 1. And so what stops us from going to church every single day? Does that make every single day a Sabbath? No, the Sabbath isn't church. The Sabbath is rest. And if you choose to go and worship the Lord on the Sabbath, that's a good thing. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, when I was church administrator in Church of Living God in Galveston, Sunday was the hardest day of the week. It really was. I, I worked so hard. We had morning service. We had evening service. We had money counting. We had, you know, there was just everything. To, I took care of nursery workers, the bookstore, all that kind of stuff. It was the hardest day of the week. My Sabbath was Monday. I didn't realize it was, but I was just exhausted Monday. And I just didn't do anything. I might have done a little laundry or something. And I wasn't pretending. I wasn't intending to keep a Sabbath because, you know, Jesus is uh, Lord of the Sabbath. And he, we find our rest in him. But, you know, when you realize our body absolutely needs that rest, if we're going to be able to maintain. Um, you know, there was a, a, a movie called Chariots of Fire. And there was two athletes that were really based in there. Eric Lindell uh, was a, a Christian. He was Scottish, and he was a, a Christian that kept the Sabbath. And he, he was due to win that Olympic race, but he chose to go to church and keep the Sabbath. There was another one uh, that, that Harold Abram, and he was an English Jew. And he ran because of religious persecution. So both of them were, were in it to give glory to God. But um, so, you know, when we lived in, in Fargo, North Dakota, we were actually under the blue law. Now, the blue law is uh, it's, it's also known as a Sunday law. Sometimes whole states would have blue laws. Now, there was, uh, you know, you can look it up in the Bible that, or in uh, Wikipedia or whatever you want to do, Google it. But they, there, there's, uh, there's no business. Uh, I know in Fargo, North Dakota, when we lived there, uh, they had to have the hospitals remained open, the uh, firemen, the policemen, things like that. One pharmacy remained open. But uh, at, other than that, if you needed groceries, you had to go across the bridge and go to Fargo, North Dakota and get groceries because you couldn't do that in Fargo. And uh, we didn't realize how restful it was until we started doing things. Got it? Okay. Do you know in the United States the number one uh, highest amount of grocery shopping is at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning? Did you know that? It's amazing, and uh, but this began on with Puritan. There, there's no no places anymore that have Sunday law. There's people that that keep it. Isaiah 58, uh, 14 through 13 through 14. 
if you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, see, what a gift, what a gift. Uh, God's holy day is a celebration. If you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there. And so there, there are some things that this is the benefit. Then you will enjoy, you'll have freedom to enjoy God. And that's the whole thing. And, and I'll make you ride high. I will bring you up. You know why? Because you're not just dragging anymore. Now all of a sudden you're, your spirit, you're, you, you've got time. When, when you first do it, you're going to be bored. <laughs> you are going to love it afterwards. I'll, I'll make a feast. Now, there's, here's some of the benefits uh, from Leviticus 26. It says, you're going to be given rain in due season. The land shall yield its increase. The trees of the field shall yield their fruit. The threshing time shall reach to the vintage time and vintage time to the sowing time. You shall eat your bread to the full. You shall dwell in your land securely. Wow, that's a blessing of the Sabbath. And I will give you peace in the land. You shall lay down and none shall make you afraid and cause you dread. God will cause ferocious wild beasts out of the land. No sword will go through your land. You shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you with a sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred. hundred shall put a thousand to flight. And this is my favorite one. God says, I will lean toward you with favor and regard rendering you fruitful you know when god leans to you that's like face to face Amen. that is such a promise it says you will clear out the old and make uh make room for the new i will make my dwelling among you walk with you and not despise or reject you god's presence he will walk with you and and i love this no more slaves he's going to break the yoke and make you walk upright I challenge you to read Isaiah 56, 4 through 7 about this. This is, he is giving this promise even to the eunuchs. Even to the eunuchs. He's giving them promises. And you know what? When, uh, so this is the way I do it. I, I will feed my husband on the Sabbath. You know, he's always happy with the hungry, uh, with, a, with the sandwich. And uh, he may want to just start the grill. And maybe he'll cook. And maybe he'll put a burger on the grill. We, we, don't go out, we don't go out to eat. I don't do the laundry. Uh, I might, you know, in, in Israel, after, after Babylon, when the Pharisees came in, they, they put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of regulations on the Sabbath that God never intended. If you read the New Testament, Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees because of the restrictions that, that they put on the Sabbath that God never intended. It was intended as a gift for you to relax and enjoy it. And so you're just going to, you're going to find yourself taking a nap and you've never done that before. You, you're going to find yourself just relaxing. Maybe just take a walk. Maybe just go sit outside. Maybe watch a sunset for the first time. But, you know, there are no regulations. It's a gift, and you can receive it. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. This is Ken and Mary Bostrom. We thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to watch us on kbntv.tv, YouTube, Facebook, mboston2.com. Also listen to us on WRNO Shortwave Radio. Contact us at kenbostonministries.org. God bless you today.
www.kenbostromministries.org Don't miss Ken and Mary Bostrom Ministries Live. Contact them at 832-212-1138.